Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. And thank you so much for everybody who has listened to the first two episodes of the podcast. Um, we've gotten so much response from everyone who's listened and great things have been said. You've shared it. So thank you so much. Remember to share these podcasts with people who you think that they'll help people who they'll minister to. Uh, the first episode was about, um, when times get difficult, what do we do and rely on the promises of God as the answer to that. And then last week's episode was about forgiveness and can God really forgive everything that I've done? Have I done anything that's been too bad for God to forgive? And the answer to that is absolutely not. You are able to be forgiven and God is willing to do it right on the spot, right where you're at. And so that was the first two episodes of the podcast. And today I want to dig into a topic. Um, There are a lot of people all over the world right now who are feeling this just unrest and unease when it comes to the world events taking place, when it comes to events taking place in your own family, in your own household, uh, different things that are happening in the political realm, in the political landscape. And so people are looking at these things and thinking, okay, all this is going on. What, What can I do? How can I continue to move forward? Because what's trying to take place is the enemy's trying to place fear on people. And I'm sure that over the next couple of weeks, I'll probably discuss that topic. But this week, I want to discuss the protecting power of God, how God has the ability to keep you, how God has the ability to protect. One of the most popular Christian songs that just was released is called The Blessing. And The Blessing says, The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. And it's taken directly from scripture. But what does it mean when we say the Lord will keep us? What does it mean when the Lord protects us? What does that look like? And so I want to read to you from the book of Psalms, and I'm actually going to read from two different translations today. Um, When I study the Bible, I like to look at different translations, and I know that a lot of people have their opinions about different translations of the Bible, but there are certain translations, if you aren't familiar with the translations of the Bible, there are certain translations that are a word-for-word translation. That means they look directly at the Hebrew, they look directly at the Greek, and they translate that word specifically. And those translations are called the word-for-word translations. They are the King James Version, the New King James Version, the Modern English Version, and other translations. Um, And to some people, those can seem kind of choppy, um, but they are accurate word-for-word. And then you go on to the thought-for-thought translations. The thought-for-thought translations look at the entire phrase or the entire sentence, and they take the entire thought of what the author was trying to convey into consideration. And so that 
can change the meaning slightly uh, when it comes to the translation. Those translations are like the New Living Translation. Um, those translations are the Living Translation or the NIV, translations like that. And then you go into what I call a paraphrase translation. Those translations are when they take sometimes entire paragraphs um, and they rewrite them basically to paraphrase it, uh, to sum everything up. And sometimes they add, add thoughts and sometimes they take thoughts away. And so really in my study, what I start out with is the word for word translations. I always start out with the King James or the modern English version. And then if I want to maybe get some insight, uh, further, I will go to the New Living Translation or the Living Bible or then even beyond that into the paraphrase translations, uh, which can include the Passion, the Message Bible. So um, I just like to do that because I like the accuracy of the word-for-word -word translation, absolutely. But I also like to get the thought. Um, and so I want to read to you today from two different translations. That was just a little bit of a theological lesson uh, as far as biblical translations. But Psalm 121, and I'm going to start out in the King James Version, and then I'm going to go to the Passion Translation and read it again. But the King James says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And then the Passion Translation says this in Psalm 121. I look up to the mountains and hills longing for God's help. But then I realize that our true help and protection comes only from the Lord, our Creator who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. He will never slumber nor sleep. He is the guardian God of his people Israel. Je Jehovah himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger, both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continually watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. You will be safe when you leave your home and safely you will return. He will protect you now and he'll protect you forevermore. What a promise. What a promise of God that he is with us and that he will keep us and that he will protect us. And what I like about this passage of scripture is that it lets us know, you know, a lot of the time when we start to get fearful and when we start to get anxious about things, we are taking the responsibility for our safety. We're taking the responsibility for the safety of our family. We're taking the responsibility for the protection of our family on ourselves. We're taking responsibility for the continuation of our financial situation, if it's good, we're taking the responsibility for that on ourselves. 
And the Bible lets us know that we don't have to do that. We can place our trust in God because he promises that he will keep us. And we look up to God for our help. The Bible lets us know here in Psalm 121. And the Bible lets us know he will not suffer your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. What does it mean when your foot moves? Your foot, if you are walking along and you're climbing a hill or you're climbing a mountain and all of a sudden your foot steps on a a rock that is loose and not sturdy and not stable, that rock will start to roll out from under your foot and your foot slips. And as you're climbing every single day, this, this mountain of life, as you're climbing this mountain, your foot will have a tendency to step on things that will be loose. You'll set your foot on something that is not a sure footing in life. And all of a sudden, it will start to tumble out from under your feet. Have you ever had a situation in your life where you've come up against something and it felt like the entire world was being ripped out from under your feet? It felt like you were unsteady. It felt like you didn't know if you were going to survive it. It felt like you were going to fall flat on your face and everything was going to just go bad from there. But God promises he will not suffer our foot to be moved. He will not let us slip. He will not let us fall down. He is our steady rock. He is our firm foundation. And then the Bible goes on to say, he who keeps you will neither slumber nor sleep. He who keeps you will not slumber. He repeats that twice, that he does not slumber. And then he says, I don't sleep. God is constantly working on your behalf while you're asleep at night god is working on your behalf while you're resting god is working on your behalf and what he wants for us there when he says that is he wants us to stop he wants to stop our our busy minds because our minds like to not shut down have you ever laid your head on your pillow at night and tried to go to sleep and your mind will not stop working your mind will not stop going that is what god wants to prevent because god wants you to know that as you rest he wants you to take your rest and as you rest he is still working he does not slumber he does not sleep and as you're awake through the day guess what he does not slumber and he does not sleep god does not ever grow weary god does not ever grow tired and so what you can do through the day when you're awake is that you can call on god when you need him and at night you can lay your head down on your pillow and rest because god is working on your behalf even while you sleep. He does not stop working for you. He is your keeper, the Bible says. The Lord is the shade upon your right hand. Now, if you know anything about the hands, your right hand is the hand of power. Your right hand is the hand of authority. And so when he provides shade for your right hand, it protects your strength. God is protecting your strength. God is protecting your authority in life. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. He is an all-encompassing God. He provides for you day and night. He protects you day and and night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil, evil sickness, 
evil-minded people, evil that goes on out in the world, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He will preserve your soul. He's going to preserve your soul. What does that mean? That means that nothing and no one can take from you your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. When you leave your house in the day, in the morning, you can know that God is preserving you. When you come home at night, you know that God is preserving you. What does it mean? To keep means to preserve. It means to protect. It means to sustain or support or to save or to guard or to foster or to shield. God is your shield. God is your guardian. God is your protector. He will not let you alone. He will never leave you for one second. He will never leave you by yourself to try to fight off what the enemy is doing. He is your safe place. And this passage in the Bible guarantees us protection. It guarantees us safety because God promises to preserve us. And in that preserving, not only does he guard us, not only does he save us and protect us, but he saves us from what the enemy is doing. He saves us from what Satan is he wants to do in our lives. In doing so, he blocks or inhibits he obstructs, he holds back, he detains Satan from being able to work in your life. He keeps Satan at bay in your life. Now, this is not to say that nothing bad will ever happen in your life. This is not to say that bad things might never happen in your life because bad things happen to people all the time. We live in a fallen world. We live in a cursed world. And a lot of the time, what people fail to recognize is that when we start to walk with God, that does not mean that everything is going to be perfect all the time. In fact, that means that the enemy will battle you harder than he ever battled you before. But what we have is that safe place and that promise from God that says that we will not fall. He will protect us. He will guide us. Because we live in a fallen world, the enemy has a certain amount of access to our lives. The enemy has a certain amount of access to the world around us. The enemy has a certain amount of access to the things that we do every day, the, the interactions that we have, the places that we go. And our flesh can make certain choices that will cause us trouble. Our flesh will make choices that have has consequences, and, and we have to deal with those things. But God, the Bible tells us here, will put a protective hedge around us. He puts a shield around us that the enemy can't just come in and do anything that he wants to any old time that he wants to. That's a reassuring blessing to me. The enemy cannot just come in and do whatever he wants to in your life, however he wants to, whenever he feels like it. God is your protector. God is your keeper. So when you're driving down the road, God is your keeper. When you're at your job or your school, God is your keeper. When you're sitting down to have supper at night, God is your keeper. When you're out at the marketplace uh, or when you're when you're with family, when you're with friends, God is your keeper. When you're doing something that you enjoy, God is your keeper. He is the keeper and protector of your life and your soul. 
And I love what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us in so many places about this. Isaiah 43, starting at verse 1, says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. What a blessing to know that we belong to him. In this life, we belong to him. If we believe on him, we're part of his family. So he is responsible responsible for our protection. He is responsible for our safety. He goes on to say, when you pass through waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, you sh- nor shall the flame kindle on you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your savior. We belong to him. So he has responsibility. When Jesus died on the cross for us, he took personal responsibility for our safety and well-being upon himself. So that means that though, yes, we should make good life choices. Yes, we should We should do healthy things. We shouldn't just go run amok and eat however we want to and live unhealthy. That does mean that God has taken personal responsibility for our safety and well-being. I've heard stories of people who have just, they've been out in sin and God has protected them because they had a praying grandma or they had a praying mother or a father or grandpa. I've heard stories of people who have been in terrible situations, situations that looked like they were not going to survive it. And God brings them through because of someone's prayers. And today I want to tell you that your family, you can place your family in God's hands and he will protect them. Yes, he will. He will. I love what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us in John, John chapter 10 and verse 28, the Bible says this, I give them eternal life. They shall never perish, nor shall anyone snatch them from my hand. That's Jesus talking. That's Jesus talking. He says, I give them eternal life. They shall never perish, nor shall anyone snatch them from my hand. You have a security and a promise and a safety and a protection in the Lord that is unparalleled. It's unparalleled. The people of this earth and the things of this earth could kill your flesh. Yes, they could kill your body. But I promise you, you are safe Your soul is safe in the hands of Jesus. He said, no one shall pluck them. No one shall snatch them from my hand. And then in John 6, 39, he says something very similar to this. He says, this is the will of the father who has sent me that all whom he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. Everyone who who God the Father has given to Jesus, Jesus has not lost one of them. Not one of them. Everyone who has called on his name, Jesus has not lost one single person. And today, 
I want to encourage you. God has the power to protect your mortal body, your physical body. Yes, but he has the the ultimate power. Once you give your life to him, nothing and no one can pluck you out of his hand as long as you remain in the faith, as long as you continue to walk with him. Now, you have every right and every ability to walk away from him if you want to. And that's the scary thing is that in these last days, I see so many people who were once strong in the faith, who were once standing firm in the faith, they turn and they walk away. They're turning and they're walking away. They're deceived they're believing the lies of the enemy. They're believing what the enemy is selling them as the truth. They're taking it hook, line, and sinker, and they're walking away from the faith. And this is why it is so important, my friends, to stay in the presence of the Lord, to stay in your word, to stay in prayer, to stay in fasting, to stay in right relationship with God. Because as long as you are in right relationship with God, as long as you're not entertaining sin in your life, as long as you're not giving the devil a place to come into your life and giving the devil a foothold, he cannot have any power over your soul. He cannot have any power over it. And today, Yes, there is there is a lot going on in the world. There are a lot of difficult situations that I would like to see resolved. But the only safe place that we have is in Christ. The only safe place that we have is in Christ. A politician's not going to fix this. A political party is not going to fix this. A government is not going to fix this. We could have protests we could have marches, we could have all sorts of things, but the only safe place is in Jesus Christ. No government is going to fix the world's problems. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to burst someone's bubble today, but no government is going to fix the problems that we're facing in the world today. And it's so important that we remain in Christ it's so important that you keep your faith in him because that is where your protection lies. That's where your protection lies. Your protection doesn't lie in your ability to defend yourself. Your protection doesn't lie in your ability to store up on supplies. Your protection doesn't lie in your career or your knowledge or how many degrees you have. Your protection doesn't lie in as much as I love our United States military and as much as I love our United States armed forces, our police and our firemen, your protection doesn't lie in any of that. Your protection doesn't lie in medical science. Your protection lies in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ is where you are safe and you will be safe. So that's where you've got to remain. You've got to keep your faith in him. You've got to keep your trust in him. And when you do that, that's when he follows through on this Psalm 121 promise. When you keep your faith in him, that's when he follows through on this Psalm 121 promise and all these other promises that we've discussed, that no one will pluck you out of his hand, that no one will take you from him, that he is faithful to keep you. And the Bible lets us know in 2 Timothy 1 verse 12, it says this, 
for these things I suffer. But I am not ashamed, Paul says, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. I know in whom I have believed. Paul said, I don't care what they do to me. I don't care if they if they keep me locked up forever. I don't care if they behead me. I don't care if they kill me. I don't care what they can mock me. They can laugh at me because I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. And so that, my friends, that my, my family and my loved ones who listen to this, God bless you, that is where we need to place our faith. And when we do that, we have the ability, just like Paul lets us know right there in 2 Timothy verse one twelve, he says, when we commit something to him, when we commit something to him, he will keep it. When you commit something to Jesus Christ, he will keep it. We've got to be fully persuaded right now in these last days, in these times in which we're living, the last of the last days, really. We've got to be persuaded. We've got to know in whom we have our trust, in whom we have believed. And we can commit things to him and he will keep them for us. He will protect them for us. What is that day that Paul was talking about there? That day was the final day. That day is the day when Jesus just comes back and sets up his kingdom. He sets up his righteous throne and he is Lord of all. And I believe without a doubt that we're going to see that day very, very soon. And today is the day that we can commit things to him and he promises to keep them for us. What do we commit to him? Well, we commit our health to him. We commit our health to him. Lord Jesus, I commit my health to you. I thank you for keeping my health. I thank you for keeping me in good health. I thank you for protecting me from the sicknesses that are taking place and going on in the world. Lord, I thank you for protecting me from coronavirus. You can commit your health to him. You can commit your family to him. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I cannot protect my family the way that they need to be protected. Lord, we all go in different directions every single day. Lord, we're sending kids off to school. We're sending people to work. Some of us are staying at home and keeping things going at home. Some of us are driving long distances or traveling far distances across the country. Some of us are flying. Some of us are going on vacation. Lord, I can't be with my family 24-7, but I know that you are, so I commit them to you, and I thank you for keeping them and protecting them for me. Lord, I know that you are a much better protector than I could ever be for my family, so Lord, I trust you to keep them. I commit my family to you. Lord, I thank you. I commit, I commit my finances to you. I commit my job to you. 
Lord, things are looking rough in the economy. But Lord, I know that you are able to keep things that I commit to you. So Lord, I commit my my prosperity. I commit my provision. I thank you, Lord, that you have the ability to provide for me beyond a job. If I don't have a job, God, you have the ability to provide for me. You have the ability to send me exactly what I need when I need it. And commit your finances to the Lord. You can do that with every area of your life. Commit your mental health to the Lord. Commit your thoughts to the Lord, your fears to the Lord. Commit them to him. Give them to him. Lay that all at his feet. And he he promises you in Psalm 121 that he is your keeper. He's your keeper today. And so whatever that area is, take a moment, think about it. Think about what the area is that you've been stressing out about the most. Maybe it's several areas. Maybe there are more areas to ca- than you can possibly smite us by day. And that God, nothing could come against us without you being there for us. So God, right now, I pray that whatever it is that people are concerned about in their lives right now, that you would show up, God, in their life in a mighty way and begin to protect them. Protect whatever it is that they're believing you for. Keep them safe. Lord God, remind them that no one and nothing can snatch them out of the hand of the mighty Savior today. Help us to keep our trust and our faith in you. And God, help us to be able to press forward in the days ahead. Lord, I know that the time is so short and we are going to see Jesus very soon. And Lord God, I pray that you would help people persevere, help people to continue on fighting the good fight of faith and not giving up because God, I know that rewards are great and they are in store for those who will hold the faith, who will keep the faith till the end. So Lord, help us to keep our faith. Lord, I thank you for every single person who listens to this podcast. I pray blessings down over them. I pray that you would minister to them and their families. And Lord, most of all, that one of these days when we see Jesus face to face, we'll all be reunited in heaven. Lord, I know that there are probably people who listen to this that I don't even know who they are. Lord, I pray that I would see them face to face in heaven one of these days. In Jesus' name. Now, if you say, you know what, I'm not ready for heaven. I, I don't know that I know Jesus. I don't have a relationship with him. Friend, that is the only way that you can get to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. And so today, I want to give you an opportunity. You say, well, I believe that there are a lot of ways to heaven. I believe that, that you can go to heaven just by being a good person. Friend, There is no way that you can earn your way into heaven. There's no way that you can make enough good choices or do enough good deeds to earn your way into heaven. The only way into heaven is by faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said it himself. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. And so today you need to put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ if you'd like to go to heaven. I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you say, you know what, I've been believing on different things or I need to recommit myself to the Lord. I need to 
uh, accept him for the first time, whatever that is, whatever your situation is right now, I want to pray a prayer. And if you'll repeat it after me and believe it and mean it in your heart, I believe today you'll be saved and on your way to heaven and we will see each other one of these days very soon. Just bow your head and pray this prayer. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary. I will be back one day very soon. I thank you today for making me your child. I ask you to fill me now with the Holy Spirit and help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My friends, if you prayed that prayer today for the first time, or if you prayed it and rededicated your life, I would love to hear from you. Send me a message on one of my social media accounts or comment on whatever uh, whatever podcast method you're listening to this on, whatever platform it's on for you, Spotify, iTunes, uh, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those podcast uh, platforms. They are all available for you, but I'll get on and read the comments. I'll read the reviews. So thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. I pray that God keeps you until we get back together again here on this podcast. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends and your family, with the people that you love and you care about. I know everybody's going through something right now, so I pray that this encourages you and encourages them. And until next week, I pray that you have a blessed week and we will talk to you soon. I love you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, We appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.